Welcome to Bubbles and Biz, where we raise a glass to small business owners and entrepreneurs. Hi, I'm Nicole Bernard, and I'll be your host. I've been a small business owner for over 12 years, and I know how hard it is to market your business effectively. With all the tools out there, it can be confusing, and with all the tasks of running a business, it can be hard to find the time. In this podcast, I'll cover best marketing practices, essential tips and tricks to grow your business, and chat with other business owners to glean valuable information that they are using to crush their goals. So grab a glass and let's chat. Hey guys, and welcome back to Bubbles and Biz, where we raise a glass to small business owners and entrepreneurs. Um, This week, I'm really excited to announce my guest. She's got some really cool things going on, also lives where I live in Hood River, Oregon. Um, So I'm super excited to announce Sensi Graves. Uh, She's a pro kiteboarder and founder of Sensi Graves Bikinis. So thank you for joining me this week. Thank you, Nicole. I'm excited to chat. Yeah. Yeah, me too. Uh, you've, like I said, there's, you've got so many cool things going on. I can't wait to hear about all of them. Um, and you got your wine and everything today. How is Yes. It? Yeah. Shout out to Naked Winery. Awesome local business that makes quality products. Who doesn't love that? I know, right? Yeah, they like their wines are so good. I stopped in there last night and um, I didn't realize how many wines that they offered nowadays. Um, there was so many, um, and I tasted a few of them. They're super great, um, and I'm super excited to announce that they're now the sponsor of this podcast. Um, yeah, so you're the first one that got it. Um, this is my 20th episode, so yeah, I'm super excited on this Friday, um, and I'm, we're going to be doing a giveaway too. So. Um, look for that post um, on my Instagram. So, um, yeah, moving into all of the juicy stuff. Um, so, how did you get started? What's your business? You know, what inspired you? What kind of, you know, led you to to launch what you've launched? Yeah, that's a great question. The origin story of a business is always really interesting and exciting. And I, as you mentioned, I'm a professional kiteboarder. Now, when I first launched my business. I wasn't a pro kiteboarder yet, but I was working as a kiteboarding instructor in North Carolina and I was on the beach, living on the beach. And so I was in the water every single day. I was coaching and kiting and surfing and just being a beach bum. And therefore I was in a bikini every single day. And it was, it was literally my uniform. I would wear underneath my board shorts and my t-shirt And I just quickly grew fed up with the offerings that were on the market at the time because it was really either just active bikinis that were really frumpy and geared towards a much older audience, or there were like kind of the more fun, flirty, on-trend, fashion-forward swim pieces, but they were really poorly designed and weren't performance-oriented at all. And therefore, I didn't feel comfortable wearing them when I was being active, and I didn't feel good about wearing the frumpy older stuff. And so I wanted something that really made me feel empowered and able to do all the fun things I wanted to do and feel really good in my body and feel um, just like I could take on the world with with my swim. And so when I couldn't find that, I thought, okay, well, this is something that I know other women want as well. And I'm just going to do it myself. That's awesome. It's like, you can't find it and just make it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Turns out it's not that easy, but you know, we made it work. (laughs) Yeah. And you said you've been doing that for seven years. Yeah. So I launched and as my kite career has grown, um, in the first couple of years of the business was, you know, very much a side project, but Mm -hmm. we launched in January of 2012 and, um, started selling through our website and then, um, actually had found my first manufacturer in Portland 
and I was living actually when I launched, I was living in Maui for the winter. And so I, and then I moved back to North Carolina to coach and then finally ended up in Hood River, but I would be traveling around with my kite bags stuffed full of my first production run of swimwear and just ship going down to the post office and shipping everything, putting a little heart sticker on it. And very much, very much a, a really kind of figure it out as you go process. Right. Yeah. Which, I mean, I don't know. I feel like that just summarizes entrepreneurship in a nutshell. (laughs) It does. It does. You really have to be willing to fall on your face and, and definitely start before you're ready. And that's kind of what I preach a lot is just don't be afraid to wing it and, uh, just, just do it. Yeah. (laughs) The best way to get anything done is just to do it. (laughs) Yeah, totally. Uh, Yeah. Cause I mean, the fear can be paralyzing. So we just kind of like have to take that leap. It really can be. And that's a great thing to speak on because um, I just launched this Indiegogo campaign because we're transitioning to all recycled fabrics in the line. And that has been an incredibly terrifying experience. And right before I hit the live button, I was just so nervous. I'm still nervous about it. But you're, it's a very vulnerable thing. I mean, putting yourself out there in the world at all is is very much a vulnerable thing. And now with all the social media and all the things you can do and we feel like we should be doing, it can be really overwhelming and, um, and, and very scary. So yeah, that's a, but I feel like a lot of the fear in that realm is, is a good fear and, um, can, it's just what helps you grow. Yeah, definitely. Like, it's almost like you have to lean into it, even though it feels counterintuitive, like, cause you want to run from it, but yeah. Um, yeah, I'm glad you brought up your Indiegogo campaign because you have been crushing it. Like tell everybody a little bit more about that. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. We met our goal within the first 24 hours, less than 24 hours. That was incredible. And it's just been a real testament to the push, the global push that's happening for more eco-friendly companies, more sustainable companies, businesses that really step up and say, Hey, this is what we're doing. This is where I want to see us get to, because that was really kind of an issue when I started the brand. I didn't actually want to go into manufacturing. I didn't think that producing another product was really the best thing for the the planet or the, mm-hmm. the way to have the most impact. But then I kind of, I've been reading a lot of um, Yvonne Chouinard's books, the founder of Patagonia. And I was like, you know, if we can, swimmer brands are going to going to exist. And so if we can do this in the right way, if we can be a brand for other people to look up to and follow, and if we can be a leader in the industry and really influence how manufacturing is done and the expectations around particularly swim manufacturing, then this is something that, that I should do. And so it was really just saying, okay, this is where I want to get to. And over the years of, we've always had sustainability built in, but we weren't able to use all recycled fabrics because of the minimums and um, various quality issues with it. And so this campaign is really just me saying we are a hundred percent committed to doing it the best, most sustainable way possible. We are now committing to only using recycled fabrics. We also are made in the U S we use compostable hygienic liners and compostable poly bags, all recycled hang tags and labels and packaging and just really committing to doing it the best way possible. And so that campaign is just uh, putting it out there, telling that story mm-hmm. and then selling um, the 2020 pre-order swim line so that we can help fund this transition. Yeah, that's amazing. I mean, I hope that, you know, other 
manufacturers in all the industries will, you know, see you as an example and start, you know, following that because it's something that's, that's so detrimental to like our, to the world, you know? Yeah. It's really, really a tough thing. And everyone, you know, wants to, whether that be a a business that they're starting online or they are making a product, I mean, people want their businesses to succeed and that everyone's like always pushing for growth and selling more things. And that is not always the best, you know, that's not, it's not sustainable. And so uh, it's, it's, it really is this balance and this question of how do we keep a thriving economy, but do it in a way that is um, actually sustainable and can last for 50 and hundred more years. And, um, yeah, our mission is to be, or my vision is to be the most ethical and sustainable and, and transparent and open with our processes swim, swim line out there. Mm-hmm. I love it. I mean, you can't even tell like one of your posts, I think it was the one that I shared that, it, you know, it's made out of recycled plastic bottles. That's insane. Cause it doesn't even look like it. Like it just no. looks yeah, <laughs> like an awesome bathing suit. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's, that's kind of the point with the line as well. It's like, I don't want them to look like sports bras or, or pieces that are necessarily designed for, um, performance. Cause you mm-hmm. want them to still be stylish. So it's a fusion of function and fashion, but yeah, the, the technology is insane. And, and it's kind of at this point, like everyone should be using this fabric. Mm-hmm. There's really no reason not to. And, um, that me taking a stand on that as well is just another way to, to show that and influence that. It's not saying, okay, yeah, we're doing it. The, the, ultimate, you know, better than everybody else, even though we are, I feel like we are, <laughs> Yeah. Um, but it's, it's just saying, yeah, everyone should be doing this and opening it up because the quality is there with the, with the fabrics and the technology just is enabling um, us to use, use, the, use things that are recycled. It's, it's incredible. You're right. Yes. Yeah. I mean, there, there's no excuse really. Like, yeah. you know, uh, and your bathing suits are super cute. Like I was looking at Thank your website you. earlier. Yeah. Do you design all of those? I do. That's so cool. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. Yeah, that's been a slow learning process as well because I didn't go to design school. I got my degree in communications, actually. (laughs) That's funny. I mean, it's just, yeah, like what we go to college for and what we end up doing, it's like night and day, really. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Awesome. So, yeah, you're a business owner, kiteboarder, all of, you know, so busy. So do you have any tips on, you know, how you balance your work and life? That is a great question. And I, I don't really believe in the whole, you have to have balance thing, because I think that kind of puts pressure and overwhelm and really what, what is the balance? I really just believe in coming from like, what can I do today that that feels good? And Mm -hmm. what, what are my intentions for the day? And what is it I don't know. The balance piece for me is, is more like, okay, am I getting my exercise in? Like, what are my priorities? It's not mm-hmm. so much. I have to be balanced in this area. It's, it's what it, what are my priorities? And, and to me, it, those are the things that are aligned with my values and that make me feel good and have a positive impact on the world. And so it's working out every day and making sure I'm healthy and eating well and taking time to make delicious meals. I mean, this is like the, I don't have kids and I know that that is a huge part of (laughs) people are like just really overwhelmed with, with that. But I think you can always feel overwhelmed. Like you have too much going on and like Mm -hmm. you're busy. And I just, just try not to even use the word busy and just really look at what are my priorities? Where do I want to, um, 
grow and, and what am I, what am I focused on? And that is what I do first to make sure that I get it done. And then everything kind of falls into place because you can always have, you're never going to feel, I believe, balanced across the board with what you have going on. And I really think that, especially as an entrepreneur, you're so engrossed in your work that it can feel like a grind, but I've been listening to Ty Lopez lately. I don't know if you know who that is, but he talks a lot about how life, life is a grind. Like life is challenging and hard and, and being a human is difficult. And you're always going to have these things to push through and grow from. And it's more about embracing that grind and the challenges and, and the opportunities and the struggles and being okay with it and um, enjoying the ride. Yeah. Oh, I love that. I'm gonna have to check him out. I haven't heard of him. Um, yeah, he's like a, a, a thriving online uh, just mogul, basically. <laughs> Tons of followers on every platform. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, yeah, I love that too. Because I mean, I guess so I kind of used to have an idea of like, oh, I'm not balanced, like, the, and I'd feel kind of bad, like, I'm working so much. I do have kids. I have two kids. Um, and just it was all kind of out of whack. And it's funny mm. because doing this podcast and like getting perspective of a lot of other people, it just kind of like, I just didn't really think of it. Like, Oh, it, because a lot of people have said kind of similar to what you're saying, like it doesn't really exist. You know, like mm. there is no like fine line of like, this is work. This is life. Like it's just so intertwined, you know? Yeah. Um, and I love that. Just like, you know, making your priorities because that is like, and then just taking that next step, like making a list, sticking to it, you know? Um, mm-hmm. yeah, I, I totally agree. One, one girl I talked to, she was like, I just call it juggling. Like yeah. <laughs> there's no balance. Like, and I was like, Oh yeah, that makes sense because you know, and sometimes you're going to drop things and sometimes you are going to yeah. hustle a little harder, but then that's gonna, you know, it's ebb and flow really with all of it. Yeah. And it it really is that ebb and flow. And, and after launching um, my campaign, I was so worked up about the, you know, the first 24 hours are so intense and a lot of highs, but also just really emotionally draining. And uh, the next couple of days, I really kind of slowed down and was like, okay, it's okay to take a break. And mm-hmm. I, I understand that I need to have um, this little bit of peace and quiet. And luckily I'm a- able to do that, make my schedule that way. But it was just acknowledging what I needed in that moment and then saying, okay, this is some self-care that I need to make happen and we're going to do it. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know that everybody has that luxury. I mean, but like I said, we're all busy. Everybody's mm-hmm. busy. <laughs> yeah, totally. Yeah. And like, <laughs> like you said, make it like just being aware that like, okay, yeah. I maybe I need to do something different. Like you said, it doesn't matter if you have kids or not, or a business or you work. Like, I mean, there is just so much that, you know, grabs at our time. So just, yeah, yeah, totally agree. Um, so do you have any, you know, go-to apps or automation or anything like that, that you use in your business that, you know, kind of helps it grow, but you know, helps you keep your sanity too? (laughs) Yeah, I definitely believe in automating and delegating as much as possible. It really is a practice and definitely something I'm working on more with. What can I, looking at the to-do list and saying, what can I eliminate? What can I automate and what can I delegate? Because those, you just, it adds up so much. Mm -hmm. Um, So I definitely use social scheduling apps. I use Later. Mm -hmm. That's a good one. I love it. Yeah, it's a really good one. So getting those off the plate, um, batching, batching as much work as possible. We do a lot of 
obviously emails. So we schedule out our emails and um, do batch work on getting those in. I use Drip. I know a lot of people use MailChimp, but I actually use Drip as our as our email scheduler. And then um, within my actual to-do list or when we do projects, I use Trello and just kind of do brain dumps of, okay, this is everything that needs to get done. Let's assign it as we go. And prioritize tasks based on the due date. So that way you're really <laughs> leading up to the Indiegogo campaign. We had this giant spreadsheet of all of the tasks that needed to get done and um, adding into the spreadsheets kind of the first thing and doing that brain dump and then categorizing it by date and assigning people to it. And then really looking at where, where do I need to be, where is my time the most effective? Mm-hmm. and where am I really adding to the business and what am I wasting my time on? And, and because you can always fill your time with more work. I don't, it's what principle is it that talks about, um, you'll get the, you'll get the job done in, in the amount of time that you have it in mm-hmm. the amount of time that you have. I don't know who said that da Vinci. I, anyway, if you have 10 hours to do a project, it will take you 10 hours to do that project. But if you have three hours to do a project, it'll take you three hours to do the project. So I really try and remember that the time will expand based on what I allow it. And so I have to give myself due dates for when we need to get things done to keep the ball rolling on projects and not make them take longer than they need to. And also saving, I've been really focused on, um, this is not so much an app, but saving brain capacity for important things. Mm-hmm. Um, Ty Lopez talks about this as well as like you only have you have a limited amount of brain power in one day and don't waste it on things that are he uses the example of picking out your outfit in the morning like don't but I, you know I, I kind of disagree with that because I think what, what you wear makes you feel good or not yeah totally but he, yeah the point is just don't, don't waste your brain energy on things that aren't going to bring a lot of a lot of growth or value or have impact right I love that makes so much sense. I mean, cause it is yeah. like we get caught up on little things that take energy that we kind of don't even realize that they are, you know, zapping yeah. our energy. And then it's like, you have to really focus on like a project or a client or something like that. And then it's like, uh, I'm kind of tired now. Cause you just wasted it for no reason. Yeah. A good example is online shopping. Yes. Cause mm-hmm. there's so, there, you have so many options. What was I shopping for recently? Uh, new washer and dryer. And I just was like, Oh my gosh, I'm so overwhelmed with the amount of choices. Um, and then <laughs> it, it was a long process of deciding. And then actually, um, we got a new hot water heater recently and we had my, my, um, partner's parents were in town and we, they were going to help us put it in. So we had like five days to get it. And I was like, okay, let's order it. Mm-hmm. And I was looking online and at the, at the home Depot and there were so many options. I was like, oh my gosh, this is so overwhelming. And then I filtered by what was available to pick up that day. And it gave me two options. And I was like, oh, great. We're going to get this one. Yeah. <laughs> and and that is perfect. Such, yeah, it was such a really great reminder of, okay, just uh, whatever you can do to eliminate your options. It was so much, our hot water here is fine. Like I didn't need to spend as much time as I did shopping for our washer and dryer because that was such a, a burden and waste of time and felt overwhelming and you want to make the right choice. And so whatever you can do to, to chunk down your choices and eliminate just, yeah, how much brain energy you're putting into things that are pretty insignificant overall. Right. Totally. Yeah. I love what you said. Eliminate, delegate, and automate. Like, I love that. Yeah. I'm going to go by that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, cool. 
So um, what do you do to help your business grow? You know, like how do you get out of your comfort zone? You mentioned, you know, the Indiegogo campaign um, and how that was kind of terrifying and getting out of your comfort zone. Um, like, do you have any other examples of that? And like, what do you do to just, you know, keep pushing? Yeah, that is a great question. Ah, and I feel like overall, I, I'm thankfully pretty good at being willing to start and push outside of my comfort zone. And um, I think that goes with just staying accountable to my word, which I don't always do. But especially when starting my business, actually, when I first voiced, I'm going to start a swimmer company, I was like, okay, well, now I told people. I first got to do it. I, I actually, the words came out of my mouth. And now I feel really um, pulled and drawn and uh, like I need to, to, to do it. And so the accountability thing and keeping those promises that you make to yourself really, to me, help push outside the comfort zone because I see an opportunity and I'm like, okay, is this something that um, aligns with my values and my, and my goals? Is this something that is going to bring me some sort of, some sort of value and, um, or, or have enable me to have some sort of positive impact that I want to have. And, uh, then I say, okay, yes. And now I'm, now I'm tied to that. And it allows me to push outside. A good example is applying to, um, speak and lead workshops at various things. And I haven't had much experience in that. It's something that I want to explore more. And, um, I just, sign up before I'm ready. I put yeah. myself on the, I put myself out there and make it a practice to start things before I'm, I'm really ready. And, mm -hmm. um, that kind of really just draws it out of, of you. So doing, doing the lives on, um, social media, it's just like, okay, this is something that when I'm looking at the broader picture of where my impact can be and, and really analyzing where the growth is I want to have and listing things that fall under each of those categories and then committing to stepping up and doing those things. So it's kind of a really top level way of, of talking about it. <laughs> but I really just believe in um, finding things that align with your goals and, and making a promise to yourself and then finding, finding ways to follow through with it. So it's a hard, it's a really hard thing. It's super easy to stay stay small and it's really scary to, to push out, but that's how you get better at anything. Right. Totally. We all start bad. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> we all are bad. At, at <laughs> <Yeah. everything>. Right. <laughs> like, do you remember when you first drove? When you're yeah. 50, oh God. Like, everybody is terrible. Yeah. <laughs> Some people are still terrible, but <laughs> <laughs> I love it. And I mean, if you go back and like, even some of like the big guys, I think I've referenced this before, but like, uh, you know, Gary V, Gary Vaynerchuk, uh -huh. like if you go back and look at his YouTube videos from like 15 years ago when he first started, it's nowhere near like what it is now. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, he just started, like he started and you know, he's like tasting wine while eating Captain Crunch. And it's like, what? <laughs> but it is, yeah. you know, he just made that decision because the same thing, like what you were saying, he wanted this big vision for his business and that's like a stepping stone and we're not good at it. And we only get better at practice. Yeah. And, but I like what you said there with the vision because you do have to have, and this is something I've struggled with a bit in my business is having really clear goals of where you want to get to. Like sometimes mm -hmm. I go back and forth with, Oh, 
I could stay as a, a small company. Like I don't need to be a, a global swim brand and um, I feel fine in this comfort zone. And then I'm like, well, actually, if we want to have the impact we want to have, I should get to this point. So there's sometimes I have unclear visions of how I want the, the business to look like. And I, I'm really working on that in that area because you can't get where you want to go unless you know where you're going. Right. <laughs> so it's like, I um, like that you say the vision because if that enables you to get started as well, because you're like, okay, well, this is where I want to go. Now I'm going to really try and break down the smaller steps to get there. And, mm-hmm. and that's a key too is, and Martin Luther King Jr. said this is like, you don't look at the top of the staircase. You just take the first step and have trust mm-hmm. in that. So the scare, staircase will appear. I probably butchered that that, that, uh, <laughs> how he said you that, the but point across. <laughs> yeah, that's the point. <laughs> um, and so it's really, and that was exactly what started my business and starting with everything that we do now and in, and the Indiegogo campaign, like that's a, that was a huge project. It is a huge project. Mm-hmm. And, um, I had to, you know, start with doing the research and listing all the items that we need to make happen. And then taking that very first step to make it happen and trusting that, this was something that I believed would help my business grow. I believe would help me personally grow and would have the impact that I want to have. Yeah. I love it. I guess, I mean, nobody tells us where to go or how to do it or what we want, you know, like yeah, it's thrilling and exciting, but it's also scary and terrifying because it's all up to us, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And then, like I said, you're put, you're really being vulnerable mm-hmm. with, with your product and your, whatever you are doing, you're, you're putting yourself out there to be, judged essentially. And, um, you, you kind of have to develop a thick, thicker skin because no matter what you do, no, you know, people are going to hate on you and people are not going to appreciate what you're putting out into the world. And that's totally fine. And that's everyone's prerogative, but you have to be stand up for the things that you believe in, know what you want to make happen and then continue to to push forward. And yeah, it, it is a really scary thing because it's easy to, to stay in our comfort zone and stay small. And yeah, totally. <laughs> um, yeah. I mean, cause it can be either way, you know, like you could get negative comments, which is scary. Or then like, say you're like continuing to put content out and people aren't listening or responding or engaging. And then people get deflated and they're like, okay, well maybe I should just go back to my job, you know? So yeah, any which way it's, you know, a risk and I don't know, just have to keep going. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Actually my business coach, um, Melanie McCloskey for all the hood river people, Ooh. she has, uh, she's amazing. And she has her business cards. I actually have one on my desk and they say, keep going on the, on the front <laughs> of the, so I put that on my desk as a <laughs> reminder. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. I mean, that's all we can do really. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah. So I was going to ask, you know, do you have any advice for business owners to break out of their comfort zones? But I feel like we just kind of covered that. But if you have any other, you know, tips or anything, but yeah, number one yeah. is just keep going. <laughs> yeah. Number one is um, keep going and um, really just keep, I talk about this a lot as well. Just keep cultivating a belief in yourself and what you're doing because you, um, and that's something I personally struggle with. And we all have these various subconscious things built into our psyche from growing up. And, um, I have had a lot of, uh, you wouldn't think it, but a lot of like just believing in myself struggles. And so I really just try and acknowledge that in other people as well. And that we don't, we're not all 
And in fact, imposter syndrome affects 70% of people. And just feeling like we're good enough is really actually an issue. And so really just um, taking the time to work on strategies that will make you feel good, make you feel confident, make you feel ready and resilient. Um, that is a practice that I, I really preach to, to everybody because that will enable you to break outside your comfort zone. But if you don't come from that inner place, and those are things you can totally control. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> realizing what you can't control, but realizing what you can. Um, and there's a lot you can within yourself. Yeah. Uh, thank you for sharing that. I, uh, yeah. Like you said, you wouldn't think it like I would never have, you know, thought yeah. struggles <laughs> or anything like that, but yeah, we all keep it so closed in anyway, you know? Yeah. So, um, so I've started, have you ever heard of James Wedmore? No. Um, so he, he's got an awesome podcast. It's called mind your business. And he's just this, um, just a great kind of like business coach. So I, I'm in his business by design. It's like a year long, I wouldn't say mastermind, but, um, something between like a mastermind and a course. And, um, yeah, he's amazing. And his first like five modules of it are, has nothing to do with like running your business or scaling or anything like that. It is all mindset work. Mm. And I didn't even really know like what quote unquote mindset work was or like, cause you know, like my parents, like my family never talked about things like that. Like, mm. and so I had no idea. And then it like uncovered all of these things about like, like you said, imposter syndrome, money, like money beliefs mm. that I didn't even realize were there. Like I just didn't realize the importance of it. And um, mm-hmm. I'm so glad you touched on it because it is such a big aspect of being able to, you know, break through our comfort zones, our beliefs, our things that we might not even know that are there. And just like, being able to do what we do and, and just, I don't know, like you kind of have to work through some of those things to be able to get to the next level. Sometimes I feel like, um, so it was just really yeah. interesting. Like you, you really have to, you really have to, it's like, and it's everybody, it's like everybody has issues. Everybody yeah. is feeling, um, not a hundred percent and you're, you have to put in the self work and, um, the alternative is, staying uncomfortable. I mean, yeah, staying uncomfortable because like, um, I, I deal with this and I see people that, you know, they don't necessarily want to put in the self work mm-hmm. to feel like feel better. But I'm, I always, I'm like, well, you're, if you're not stoked with where you're at, you, you're not going to get anywhere further. So acknowledge that you're not stoked with where you're at and, and put in the work to to feel better. I, yeah, I don't know. It's a, it's a tough thing, but I do see sometimes like people are like, well, I'm not, you know, I'm fine. I don't want to kind of do it, go internally to grow. Right. I'm like, well, what it, the alternative is, is bleak. <laughs> right. Yeah. It's like staying right where you're at. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, I don't, yeah. I, again, I, like you said, it's for anybody. Like I, yeah. somebody popped into my head. I won't say it because I'm related to them, but I'm like, <laughs> they're, you know, they're not a business owner and you know, they've been pretty negative and not really wanting to do things to grow. And I'm like, uh-huh. I, I mean, you can't keep doing like what you're doing. Like you have to do yeah. something, even if you're not really sure what you want to do, like you got to start taking steps to like, just start a process, you know? Like, yeah. Yeah. And it's easier for some people than others. I mean, I was, um, born with this really, um, great inner drive. And I have a Mm -hmm. lot of, of, uh, a growth mindset. Um, and that's something that you can change though. There's a a book called mindset by Carol Dweck, Mm -hmm. who is, 
uh, some kind of psychologist brain person. I can't remember exactly, but (laughs) she talks about how there, there are two types of mindsets in the world and one is growth and one is fixed and growth mindset. People believe that they can put in the work and do better and fixed mindset. People believe that they are inherently, their skill set is inherently set. So like if they're bad at math, no matter how much work they do on it, they'll still be bad at math. Mm. And it's a really interesting concept and it makes a hundred percent set sense because yeah. it can be a, it's a really limiting belief to feel like your skill set is fixed. Yeah. Maybe currently you are bad at math, but you probably, if you study at it and work at it, you will get better. And it's acknowledging that you can improve that will enable you to push forward. And so if that's an issue for people, I would say the first thing to do is get that book by Carol Dweck mindset and figure out if you have a fixed or growth mindset. And maybe that is what's keeping you inside your comfort zone. Awesome. <clears throat> I've never heard of that book, but I'll check it out. Like, and I'll put this in the podcast notes too. Cause that just cool. seems like that could be a game changer for so yeah. many people. Yeah. Awesome. Um, Okay. Um, so yeah, like, uh, would that be, so I was going to move into like your five favorites, um, your book. I don't know if that would be your favorite book. Um, drink thing to do to relax, uh, thing to watch and place to go. Yeah. Awesome. Well, actually the book that I believe is a super game changer is, uh, you are a badass by Jen Sincero. Have you read that? You know, I bought it and I, this is like two years ago. I have never read it. It's sitting on my bookshelf. I need to read it like this weekend. Like I've heard so many great things. (laughs) Yeah. That's the one I actually give. Um, that's my most gifted book. And then, so I'm, I'm going to say that one is my book. I'm also reading everything is figure outable by Marie Forleo that just came out. Um, and she's just such a rock star and that also has hugely impactful and actionable tips and like actual work to do to, uh, improve your, improve your life. So that one has been great so far. I've heard amazing things about that one. Like that's on my list to get. Yeah. She's just amazing. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, drink. I'm going to say, um, margarita. Mm, it's a good one. I guess we're, I don't know if we're going alcoholic or not, but either one, whatever. <laughs> and it's funny because it depends on the person too. Cause like, yeah. like some like the processed one, like processed kind of people and systems are like, okay, this is my favorite alcoholic. And this is my non, like, so it doesn't uh, matter. Like, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, thing I love good margarita to, thing to relax. Uh, I love reading and then I love, um, taking baths. Mm. That's awesome. Watch you know, I might actually change this one to listen because I do a lot of podcasts mm-hmm. and uh, I love the Rise podcast with Rachel Hollis. And then I'm also really loving uh, Awesome with Allison. Oh, I haven't uh, heard of that one. Yeah, she's amazing. Just really high energy. A lot of the stuff we talked about today, she speaks on and it's okay. really, really amazing. Uh, and Place to Go is Maui. I love Maui. It's just such like a healing place. I, I love the tropics and yeah, that's, that's going to be my place to go. But Hood River is pretty great as well. What do you yeah. think? <laughs> yeah. Hood River's, it's just, yeah. there's so many different, I don't know, things to do. And I just, I love the energy here in Hood River. Like, like I said, we lived on the yeah. Washington side for um, yeah. eight years, and then we went to North Carolina. We were outside of Asheville, and we were like, ah, we just missed the gorge. And it's like Hood River especially, because we would always like drive over to Hood River. And so we're like, all right, let's just go. We're going to live there. And like, we're not moving again. <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. 
Yeah, that's super cool. Um, so do you get to go to Maui often? So like for the, I know I, this isn't in the questions or anything like that, but for the kiteboarding, like how does that happen? Like do you get to travel the world and compete and all that? I do compete in kiting and I typically do uh, three, two or three competitions a year. So I'm kind of slowing down a little bit with that. I also put on women's kiteboarding retreats. So I have oh, another fun. little business um, with my best friend where we do sensiandcolleen.com. We do um, women's kiteboarding retreats around the world. So I travel a lot for that. We're going to uh, Dakla on Monday, actually. So oh. Morocco. Yeah. Cool. <laughs> Can't wait to see uh, pictures on Instagram. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And then, um, yeah, I travel with my sponsors. I'm sponsored by Liquid Force and Ride Engine are my two primary and then also All Good Sunscreen. And so I travel for photo shoots uh, as well. Gosh, you don't want to talk about Nicole. It's like, I have such a glamorous, amazing life. <laughs> <laughs> you totally do. I do. But I just, I do want to remind people that it, it's, uh, you know, we, it, it, we don't always feel that way. Like it looks right. so different from the outside. And um, mm -hmm. I try and just keep it real because it all, it, being a human is hard. And uh, no matter where you're at, what you're doing, you're, everyone's working through stuff. So. Yeah, that's awesome. I totally agree. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so where can everybody find you? And like uh, the Indiegogo campaign, like all of this will go in the podcast. And this oh. will come out on Tuesday. Um, cool. So um, is the campaign still going for a while, that's, right? Yeah, okay, it's like cool. another 30 days. So, awesome. Okay. Um, uh, I'm hoping to get – our goal is 15K, our initial goal. Um, now our next stretch goal is 25K. And then um, up from there. So uh, I hope we'll, you know, as as much as we can get in here is obviously going to be super helpful for yeah. putting a down payment with the factory. I'm also ex adding in expanded sizing if we uh, get to a certain threshold. So we'll be able to do more size inclusivity in the line, which is a big goal. So yeah, I'll um, the campaign will still be going on Tuesday. And then on Instagram, it's probably my most active social media account. Um, and they can find me at Sensi Graves and at Sensi Bikinis, S-E-N-S-I. And then on Facebook, at Sensi Bikinis. Awesome. Uh, and then your website is SensiGravesBikinis.com, right? Correct. Okay, cool. I will definitely include that. Thank you so much. This has been such a... Um, awesome conversation. And I'm not going to lie. I was a little like intimidated because I was like, Oh, she does all these things. And she's so amazing. And I've been following you on Instagram for, I don't know, like a few years now, just because I knew about your bathing suits. So I don't know. I was like a little nervous, but like you, it was such a cool conversation. You're so down to earth and thank you. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> thank you, Nicole. I love doing this and I love just connecting with other community members and then also spreading, um, the, a little bit of knowledge that I've accumulated over the years. So I'm just down to, to help other female founders and um, people grow and push themselves. So I love it. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. We'll have to like meet in the, you know, in real life one day. And get some... Oh, we do need <laughs> yeah. to. Yeah. Okay. Well, thank you. Thank you yeah. everybody. Yeah. Thanks so much for listening, everybody. Have a good day.